Hello, everybody. Just a very quick one about Instagram. If you're on it, Meta, the parent company, is reducing the number of political posts visible to users on their feed. This is a real thing, not a hoax. So go to your Instagram profile, tap the three horizontal lines in the top right corner to open the settings tab, scroll down to what you see, click on content preferences, open political content, and turn on don't limit political content. That's an option. Otherwise, you won't see almost anything we post because we are deemed political. Please do that now or you won't even see the posts about our shows, our fun things. So if you want to see Guilty Feminist content and know when we're coming to a place near you, releasing a new podcast, do it now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm a feminist, but when a fashion designer recently told me I'd lost so much weight I could be a plus-size model, I was secretly pleased. <laughs> Outwardly outraged, obviously. That's also called a humble brag. Uh, <laughs> I've lost so much weight I could be a plus-size model is not a humble brag. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. Well, <laughs> I'm a feminist, but when some Danish comedians said that I had fucked my way to the top, my first thought was, oh, they think I'm at the top. <laughs> I'm a feminist. But once, when boarding a light aircraft from Cape Cod to Boston, I was asked my weight by the engineer who uses that information to determine how much fuel to put in the plane. And I lied. <laughs> claiming to be 20 pounds lighter than I was. And in doing so, endangered my life and the lives of the other passengers and the pilot and a border collie who was along for the ride. <laughs> they asked me in front of everyone, like six people there, what was I meant to do? Tell the truth? I don't... I'm a feminist, but 
I always thought that men in uniform were considered sexy, not because they had authority, but because then they would have to serve you. <laughs> I didn't know it was like a, ooh, he's, he has handcuffs. I thought it was like, he has to do what I say. <laughs> and that is why it's sexy. Why does he have to do what you say? He works for the government and I pay my taxes. You have misunderstood have. your relationship with the police force. I know. Really? I'm a feminist, but when I went to watch famous feminist Gloria Steinem speak at the Bath Literary Festival last week and the moderator asked any questions, I wanted to ask two things. One, how do we keep the third wave of feminism inclusive and parasitical to the patriarchy to erode its hegemony rather than create an impotent separatist stasis, living in pluralistic ignorance? And two, what face cream do you use? Because you are 81 and you don't look a day over 50. Seriously, she cannot have had work done. She can't have because she's Gloria Steinem, but she looks like 49. She's 81. Uh, I'm a feminist, but when I was asked who my biggest feminist heroes were uh, on radio, I wanted to say Bridget Christie and Caitlin Moran, but I panicked and forgot everything and said Britney Spears and Dylan Moran. <laughs> Icon. <laughs> Live from the Canal Square in London, the Spontaneity Show presents The Guilty Feminist with Sophie Hagen and Deborah Francis White, and tonight's special guest, Elizabeth Stanley, talking about exercise. This is The Guilty Feminist, the podcast in which we explore our noble goals as feminists and our hypocrisies and insecurities that undermine them. So, Sophie, what was your challenge this week? Our guest is Jessamyn Stanley, who I assume you know because you're here. Yeah, right? We got a private yoga uh, lesson from Jessamyn Stanley. And my, I made a list of all the things that, like, in my life, all the types of exercise I've... And this starts when I was, like, eight. Karate, swimming, badminton, spinning, dancing, horse riding, aerobics, running, crossfit, Zumba, and uh, now I've tried yoga. So that's a lot of things, and I still look like this. Uh, so I've kept at it. I think the longest thing I've done was like spinning, and I did that for like a year. Spinning is like the bicycle thing. I don't know if you call it spinning here. It's just you don't, I don't want you to imagine that I'm just spinning around. And like <laughs> I like this one. I feel good. Uh, and I, I, I tried to run the la last summer, and uh, I've now developed, it's called the introvert's running guide, which is where you run until someone sees you, and then you stop and walk. <laughs> and then when you're alone again, you start running again, and you go, oh, nope, someone's there. That's I'm probably pretty good, so, because that's interval training. That's sort of getting yeah. your heart right up and down. It depends but how many people are out. <laughs> <laughs> how well it's going. This is why this was a challenge for me. I, I, I would always run around when I was like a child, like under the age of seven. I would like run around. I, we had all these games. I was always like a private detective. We'd run around just solve these murders. And then uh, my uh, child, uh, uh, what do you call it, like physicist or whatever, connected to the school, said that I was... She said that I was uh, had a weight problem. And uh, I was a child. Like, no child has a weight problem. That's ridiculous. So my mom got nervous, and then all of a sudden, exercise and running and moving for me became about losing weight, which became you have to change this thing about yourself that's not good enough. And from then on, exercise was never fun. It was always something I had to do. And so when I joined the gym last year, it was just awful being there, because when I was there, I was just going, this is, like, all those old feelings came back of, like, oh, it's just to lose weight, and I don't want to lose weight. I'm over that. Like, I'm, I want to... 
I joined, oh, this is the worst. I wanted to start dancing, because I like dancing, uh, preferably alone, but it's fine if there are people there. Um, <laughs> dance as if no one's watching. <laughs> they are, they are, because th you should see me on a dance floor. So I joined like a dancing class, it was like a beginner's dancing class, and I was like, that'll be fine, we'll be a lot of weird people, we can, none of us can move. And it, and it was completely crowded when I went in there, and then the woman just went, three, two, seven, and, and she started dancing, and it was like, oh, it's a beginner's class for this particular type of dancing for people who are professional dancers. <laughs> <laughs> and I, for an hour, I couldn't get out, I was in the middle of it, for an hour I was just trying to move at the same time as the rest of them in the same direction, doing the same thing with my hands, but they were professional <laughs> dancers and we were doing like a Rihanna routine or something. Oh, it is my worst that nightmare is, coming to horrible, life. horrible, horrible nightmare. And I said that to someone and, and they went, oh, I did the same thing, was it at Pineapple Studios? I was like, yes! Oh, you went to Pineapple. You went to you Pineapple! Know, oh, you're all going, <laughs> no, you should have known. <laughs> I spent like a week going, it'll be fine. Like all the thoughts you have in your head of like, oh, it's going to be really horrible. They're all going to be professional dancers. Or and it was like, oh, that's all something you're making up in your head. <laughs> no, it was actually my worst nightmare. So what I wanted to do was, so I've kind of been on the lookout for something to do where I could move without it feeling horrible. So the chance with Jasmine was amazing for two reasons. First of all, I interviewed Jasmine a year, a year and a half ago. Uh, for Standard Issue magazine, it was a, a wonderful online women's magazine. And oh, she was so ins inspirational and I promised her, I promised her, oh, I'm gonna start doing yoga now. <laughs> Didn't at all. So I had to get that, I had to actually do it because I promised her and I'd, I wanted to do that. Also, I would like to eventually, like, if I get into yoga and that's the thing that I'm gonna do, it would be amazing if I could eventually have sex with someone without having to say, no, my leg doesn't go there. <laughs> And so for your challenge, uh, we arranged that uh, you and I, in fact, together would do a yoga class, a private yoga class with Jessamyn Stanley. And we did. And how did that go? I did it. <laughs> <laughs> it happened. And my leg does not go anywhere. <laughs> everything was cramping, everything hurt. But uh, I, and I, it, it felt, I mean, it's the first time I've ever like done anything like that. And it's, I was provoked by not being able to nail it from the beginning. Like I was annoyed with myself that I, I wasn't ideal, perfect yoga person that could do all the thingies, all the, the dolphin and the, the frog and the, the giraffe. I don't know. I don't, we know what the poses are called, something like that. It, it, yoga is very frustrating like that at times because you've just got to be happy to be there and breathe. And if that's all you do, that's okay. I'm good at being places breathing. But you, have, you don't just have to do that. You have to be Sophie Hagen! <laughs> I, I joined a gym last January and I'm not like a gym person. I don't go to the gym because I have this thing called a personality. And so I don't wanna, have I offended everyone here? You're here because you love exercise. I didn't want to, be, I thought I'm not gonna fit into a gym, but I thought, okay, I'll, I'll join one because you know, I, wanna, I wanna change my view of exercise. I wanna make it about uh, moving my body and feeling good about myself, so I joined it. But it's made for other people, because the guy who signed me up, he asked me, uh, so, so why are you gonna join the gym? And I said, oh, I wanna sweat more than I cry. <laughs> he was very scared, he was like, <laughs> oh. He said, well, how often will you go here? And I said, oh, I don't know, it may be, 
you know, it's, it's going to be whenever I want to. And he was like, what is want? <laughs> I only know have to. <laughs> I've never heard of this want thing. No one wants to be here. <laughs> and I said, it could be, I could be here daily. I could be here w once a week. I could be here once a fortnight. I, I, you know, it could be anywhere. Uh, I haven't been there since. Uh, <laughs> you know how there's some people who sponsor a child in Africa? I sponsor a gym in Streatham. <laughs> Good 40 pounds a month, I hope. It's doing well. <laughs> it sends me little drawings that looks like a bill every month. I'm very proud. Very proud. You do yours, I do mine. <laughs> These people need it. They're all, they are very hungry in there. Very, they need it, they need it, they need the money. I had to do like, a, I don't know if this is a fat thing or if everyone has to do this, but they had made me give my blood pressure. So this poor guy, like I say like a 16 year old guy had to like take my blood pressure and his face turned white and he went, um, it's a bit high. <laughs> and he was so, cause I think in my head, I thought, oh, I mean, I bet I'm one of the few fat people he actually sees. And the ones he see are people who are like, I'm, I'm not going to be fat anymore forever. And so I, I thought it would be funny to go, why is it high? <laughs> and he said, huh, I'll just check it again. <laughs> and he checked it four times. And ev eventually he did it so loose that it didn't have high blood pressure. And I was like, you just fixed all of my problems. Thank you. <laughs> What I want to do is balance poses. So that was my challenge. You wanted to get up on your head. I did. I want to do balance poses because the thing is, I'm always too scared to do it because the people at yoga who do those poses are such spindly people. They have no weight to put on their neck. And so they, they're tiny. They're sylphs. So of course a sylph can stand on her head. And I just think, I just think if I put my weight on, my, on this neck, I will just break it and then there's no more yoga for anyone. So, so what I said to Sophie, Sophie wanted to try yoga with Jessamine. I wanted to get up in a balance pose. I wanted to get up on my head. And I was well aware that Jessamine Stanley, being a proper yoga expert, would probably say, Deborah, that's going to take years. We're not just doing that for a comedy podcast. Like, it's not going to happen today. And I thought that's probably what she'd say. And I thought, I bet I can make it happen. I know it's not the spirit of yoga to make it happen for a comedy podcast. I know I meant to practice. I meant to practice for years. But I just want to do it really quickly so I can say I've done it tonight. What I loved about working with Jessamine more than anything um, was that, see, I go to try yoga in Camden. And everyone talks like this. So now warrior one. And into downward facing dog on the exhale, into plank on the inhale, and down into child's pose. Whereas Jessamine was like, you know, if you're in downward dog and you're thinking, fuck this, this is a bunch of bullshit, you go into child's pose, child, you go into child's pose. And I was like, I love this. I've never had a yoga instructor say fuck this. And she was like, really like, like, and, and, and put your gaze to the front. Actually, every time I hear that in yoga, like gaze to the front, I'm always expecting like, you know, the two guys at the back of me go, come on, Quentin. Um, <laughs> up the I front. Like, she up was so good at like, so she would go, do the, the giraffe pose. It says no giraffe. Yeah. So you keep making um, up giraffe. And then she would look at you and you did it. And then she'd look at me and she'd go, or oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> 
one, one hand in the air going, is this a pose? You'd be like, sure, sure. It was, it was amazing. And I, I, I spent some time early on being stressed that we were never going to get to balance poses. And because I'd said I wanted to do it, but I thought, like, Sophie and I are doing it together at Sophie's first class. And I went, just let it go. She knows you want to do a balance pose. Let it go, let it go. Just breathe. Because she was, you know, we were doing a lot of breathing as you do in yoga. It's the main thing. But then we started to do, we did a dolphin. And then I started to get up and I started to get, and I nearly got up. Um, and it was really, really exciting. And then a man came in in a Strictly Ballroom outfit and said, you've got to get out now because we need the studio. And Strictly Ballroom came in. Then we went out into this little foyer area and Jasmine said, you know what, you nearly did it. Do you want to have another go in the foyer? So I was like, yes, I fucking do. <laughs> and so, uh, so I just rolled my mat out in the foyer amongst the plot plants and sofas. And I did the whole thing and I understood that to make a base and the weight's not going on your neck at all. And uh, she said, put one ankle up. And I put one ankle up and then she said, put the other one up. And I put it up. And she, she was sort of kind of just holding me very lightly up here. And I got up and I went, ah! <laughs> I screamed. I've never heard anyone scream at try yoga. I need to. I actually shrieked. And you really got into the, the spirit of yoga when you went, take a picture, take a picture, take a picture. I did. I did. I, did. I was like, Sophie, take a picture. This might not ever happen again. And there's great pictures of it, actually. So really good. She pictures. did good work on the picture front. It's all. Be- it was Instagram before I was down. Please <laughs> welcome to the stage, Dapper Francis White. <laughs> I've always had an odd relationship with exercise. I go back and forth all the time. I've been through whole periods of my life. Like, like for three months, I will exercise four times a week religiously. And I will think this is the reason to live. This is the elixir of life. This is it. Without exercise, we are nothing. If there was a pill you could take every single day that would make you feel as good as this, you would never not take it. And then I'll like go on holidays or get a cold or something for like a week. And then someone will be like, hey, do you want to go for a walk in the park? and I'll be like, no, I hate exercise. (laughs) And I genuinely cannot remember having ever liked exercise. Like, I just, I just, my my friend would be like, you go to the gym. I'm like, no, I don't, I don't exercise. I'm not an exerciser. I hate exercise. I'm kind of sedentary. But one year I went up to the Edinburgh Festival, this is a couple of years ago, and I thought, right, I've got three shows a day. It's very stressful. I'm really going to have to do some exercise to get through it. And so I thought, right, come on, you're going to sign up to a gym. And I thought, I'll sign up to the closest gym, because if I can sort of fall out of my flat into the gym, I've got half a chance of going. And the closest gym to me was a women's only gym. And I thought, no, I've never wanted to be segregated for exercise. But, you know, I get it. Some women don't want to sweat in Lycra. They want to sweat in Lycra in peace. So it was called something like Chick Fit. And uh, (laughs) so I was like, fine, I'll I'll go to Chick Fit. And uh, it said on the website there was a 10 a.m. circuit class. So I thought, fine, 10 a.m. I'm going to be there first day of the fringe. And I went down and I went in the lady at the desk. I said, I said, I want to do the circuit class. And, uh, And she went, have you booked? And I went, no, he's at full. And she went, no, nobody's here at all. (laughs) She said, don't worry, I'll set the room up. And I followed her into this quite dark studio. And she got out of a box a rope. And she said, you skip with that. Then she got out a step and said, and you step on that. And then she got out a weight and said, and you lift that. And then you repeat. And do you know how I knew it was a ladies' gym? All these things were pink. And so I said, right, so I skip, and then I step, and then I lift. And she said, yes, and then you repeat. And then she put on this really loud techno music. And she put on really bright disco lights. And she left the room. And so I was there alone going skip, step, lift, skip, step, lift. And right in front of me, on the wall, 
to motivate me was an Audrey Hepburn quote. <laughs> and I know exactly what it said because I took a photo of it. It said this, I believe in pink. <laughs> I believe that laughing is the best calorie burner. Fuck off, Audrey Hepburn, you're a pixie. <laughs> Fucking isn't, I've laughed all my life. Fuck. I believe in kissing, kissing a lot. Yes, Audrey Hepburn, you have options. <laughs> I believe in being strong when everything seems to be going wrong. Yes, I'm lifting pink weights in a fucking school disco alone. <laughs> I believe that happy girls are the prettiest girls. Yes, that's your prerogative with those jeans, sure. I believe that tomorrow is another day. That's just true. That's just, a, that's just indisputable, Audrey. And I believe in miracles. And I look down... I looked down at this pink step and this pink rope and this pink fucking weight and I thought, it would have to be a miracle for this to change anything about how I was feeling, to change the state of my body, to change the state of my mind, to make me feel better. And from that day forward, I thought, fuck gyms and fuck this way of thinking about exercise. Because exercise really is just moving. We sort of demarcated off. Like if I'm just going from A to B, I'm just sort of going. But as soon as I'm doing it in Lycra, it's exercise. And I just thought, fuck that way of thinking about it. I just think now, every time I move, that's exercise. If I fall out of bed and stumble to the fridge and back, that's exercise. I've done it. I've moved. And I changed the way I thought about fueling my body for exercise. Because now, like, if I, if I have a light on day, I eat kind of lightly. Whereas if I'm having a really big day, like, I, I carb up because, you know, my body needs that. And in fact, I was recently doing the comedy hosting uh, for a conference. And it was like eight hours on and off the stage, on and off. I had to think really quickly. I had to interview people all the time. And my nutritionist had told me, you need soft fruit, soft fruit because that goes straight to the brain because your, your brain works you, you need soft fruit and then you need nuts to sustain it so I came out into the break room for the speakers and I looked around and I saw clementines and I was like soft fruit and I ate some clementines and I had nuts and I saw almonds and I had almonds and I took them and I put them in my pockets and I ate them all day and I had an amazing day and I came off at the end and I, and I walked back into the break room and I realised that on the table right next to the clementines and the almonds was a big chocolate cream cake and I realised I hadn't seen the cake because I hadn't been looking for it, I'd been looking for fuel. And it was the first time in my life I hadn't seen the cake. <laughs> All the rest of my life I would have been like, I should have the, the clementines, I really want the cake. No, I shouldn't have the cake. No, I'll just have a bit of the cake and then I'll have a clementine as well. And that will be the same thing. No, don't have the cake, don't have the cake. Having the cake is bad and having the clementines is good. I'll just have a bit of the cake, don't have the cake, don't have the cake. And this was the first time in my life I just hadn't seen the cake. And I couldn't believe that I hadn't seen the cake. And I turned around and there was a lady there and she said, hey, you did this gig last year for us. And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she went, you look really different. You just look really fit and healthy. And I went, oh, thanks, thanks. And she went, what have you been doing? And I went, yeah, I just started think, thinking differently. You know, I think of different about exercising and I'm thinking about food as fuel. And I said, funnily enough, I was just thinking this is the first time in my life I hadn't seen the cake. And I told her and explained. And she looked at me and said, what do you mean you didn't see the cake? <laughs> You did see the cake, you didn't eat the cake, but you saw the cake. I said, no, no, I didn't, I didn't see the cake. She said, I would never not see the cake. I would not eat the cake, but I would always see the cake. I do not believe that you did not see the cake. I said, I didn't see the cake. I don't know what to tell you, I didn't see the cake. She said, you saw the cake. You saw the cake. And I said, I don't know, I don't want to make you angry. I just didn't see the cake. She said, you didn't see the cake. I said, I don't know what to tell you, but I didn't see the cake. And then I wandered over to the table, exercise. And I had some of the cake. Thank you very much.
love Jessamine. Do you want to bring her on? Yes. We are both kind of massively girl crushing on Jessamine. Oh you God. will too. And Ladies and I'm, gentlemen, yes. Miss Jessamine Stanley. <laughs> I can live up to that. Like, you can. You can. <laughs> I have so much to say about everything that y'all just said. And I know I'm have, sure you do. I know that we have things that we're going to talk about, but I just have to say that like working with you guys was so excellent because I know this is kind of like jumping into the middle of it, but but I mean I feel like everything that y'all just said about the way that you walked into the practice is what I know that there are people literally sitting in this room who have felt all of the things that you're talking about, and I always feel like. I have literally stood in your shoes. I get it. It doesn't stop happening. It still happens for me now. And it's really honestly empowering for me to know that there are people who are willing to like get past that point of, I know how I'm going to react to this. I know what's going to happen. And, and I feel like that ultimately is what's inspirational to other people. So I hope that y'all know that you've probably inspired like plenty of people in this room just to like get on the mat and try because they know that they're having the same experience that y'all are Sophie having. Sophie and I used to be inspirational. We're inspirational. <laughs> Just how we roll. We believe in pink. We <laughs> believe in pink. I think we believe in Audrey. <laughs> we believe in Audrey. When I was a kid, I was always that person that was like, I can't do this. I'm I'm fat. That's always the excuse. It's like, I'm fat. I can't do this. Or if someone tells you that you run slow, you feel like you can't even try. And then you think, what if I just did it just to do it? Not with any, there's nothing coming at the end of this. I'm not going to the Olympics. I'm not going to be in a competition. <laughs> it's not. It's not a contest. It's just, I just want to do it. I just want to do something. And it feels so good to just try, just mm -hmm. to give yourself yeah. that opportunity. I feel like that's where I notice my yoga practice the most. It's not even really on my mat. It's when I get off my mat and I get just in day-to-day -day interactions with people. And you say, well, I, I know how this is going to go. I'm going to go ahead and start, you know, shouldering down. And then it's like, no, I'm just going to try. I'm going to go for it. And it's a crazy way to change your mind. It changes every single aspect of your life. How did you get into yoga, Jessamine? Oh, Lord. It's a very <laughs> it's a sad story. Um, oh, well, so I actually tried yoga once when I was in high school and I hated it. It was one of the worst experiences of my life because, um, again, I've always been fat. And my aunt was like, oh, my God, you love Bikram yoga. If you've ever tried Bikram yoga or know anyone who does it, it's kind of like a cult. And so they're all like, oh, my God, you'll love it. It's going to change your life. It's cool. It's like they've drunk the Kool-Aid, you know. Is and so Bikram I was yoga like, the hot yoga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a, yeah. It's a type of hot yoga. Not all hot yoga is Bikram. Very important distinction. So I accidentally <laughs> went to hot yoga once. I hate the heat. I was raised in Australia. So. And so I and I melt in the heat. I, my whole childhood, I felt sick and ill because it was always 40 degrees. <laughs> and so anyone asking me to exercise in the heat, that just takes me back to I'm five years old. Uh, there's, it, you there's are not the alone. sun is beating down and someone is shouting at me to run and jump. And well, I, she said it was going to be hot. And I was like, okay, whatever. I mean, like I've experienced hot. And I got in the room and I was like, it's fucking hot in here. This is not okay. <laughs> and then I was like, I was like, I mean, I got this though, you know. And then like, and then you start trying to do warm ups or whatever. So then, cause you know, I was 16 and everyone in here is 40 ish. So I'm like, Psh, whatever. And then we started with pranayama breathing and it was breathing like I had never seen before because it's like deep in through the nose and then ah, through your mouth. And I was just like, what is happening? And it was so hard and it was so hot. And like maybe 
we got like maybe 15 minutes into it and I was like, I'm good, I'm done on this. And so after that experience, I was like, fuck yoga, this is not for me, I cannot do this. And then like seven years went by and um, I was in graduate school and I was just swirling so deep into this depression that I could not see straight. And one of my classmates, she was like, oh my God, have you tried Bikram yoga? You'll love it, it's so excellent, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I've already tried that, I'm not doing it, it's not for me. And she just kept wearing me down and I think it was $30 to do a month for uh, like you could get unlimited classes. And I went to the first class and I loved it. Everything about it that had been so terrible was awesome. Because what I realized that I was missing in my day-to-day life that we get a lot as children is a challenge. You know, you're constantly challenged. You can't, you're constantly running up against boundaries that like, I don't know if I can make this hurdle, but I'm just gonna try to make it because I can. As an adult, you're expected to be able to clear every single hurdle, do everything all the time, always know the answers. There's never any gray area. And it was finally a place where it's like, it doesn't matter if I fuck it up, it just matters that I show up. And that was, all every single time I was just like I just want to get to class I just want to get to class like I was that person in the very back corner of the room almost always the largest person in the room never able to do any of the poses the way that the teacher was doing them and in Bikram there are no modifications there's no props or anything like that so you're basically just out here like trying to bend your knees whenever other people are like (laughs) balancing on their tiptoes bending on their knees with their arms outstretched and I'm just trying to like continue to stare at myself in the mirror and I didn't really know that much about it because Bikram is only I think it's 26 poses eventually I was like I just want to start doing this at home, just whatever I can do. I know these 26 poses, I'm just gonna start stringing them together, the ones that I like. And so I was doing that for a while, and then I got on Instagram. This is back in the day before Instagram became the like, narcissist gluttony feast that it is now before that it was a community of yoga practitioners and teachers who would like take pictures of their practices and we we were just having a conversation about them and so um I would take pictures of my practice and I realized that there were so many poses that I didn't know anything about downward facing dog being one of them which is crazy because it's such a downward facing dog absolutely not it's not so smart and superior right now yeah no it's you're like you're like a yoga guru (laughs) I didn't even know downward facing dog I wish I'd known you then I could go down the road of how I do not think I'm here <laughs> I didn't know the giraffe, so I think that you might even yeah, be like two steps ahead. <laughs> I think knows everyone's going to learn today. I'm gonna, we're going to have to create the giraffe by the end of this. You stand up and uh, breathe. <laughs> you, very, is it the it. Sophie? Is that yes. what it is? The Sophie? The Sophie? Yeah. The giraffe? I, the, the Sophie giraffe. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're questioning whether you're a yoga guru, but you are because you're on Instagram as a sort of, you're a famous I think yoga the, hero I who's think also the fat positive, right? The idea of a guru is very, very clearly understood in Eastern uh, philosophy. And um, for me personally, I think it would be deeply offensive to even like try to go there. I would never say that I'm like, you know. Jesus. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not Kanye. I'm not Jay-Z. I'm not going to make these comparisons. feel like at the end of the day the people who change their lives they change their lives you know like if you decide to practice I'm not there next to you making you get on the mat every day I'm not there telling you to go to class I'm not there and I you think are, that you are the Kanye of my yoga home you are you <laughs> it, are there in my head in the back of my head I'm like Jessamine's there she's telling me I feel like I should feel good about that but I have a really <laughs> creepy crawly feeling about it I, he's so sketchy why does Kanye have to be so sketchy I anyway. have, I, uh, stalked you online oh, uh, you're welcome and uh, there's a quote that I want to read that you said in an interview recently quotes? It's, it's quotes. you said something she wrote down everything down. you say <laughs> much you like said a disciple this to yourself in the shower and I was there <laughs> I <know. laughs> I'm a survivor I'm gonna ma- oh you were singing it's fine no you said uh, to In an interview, you said, I'm always chasing the feeling of childlike happiness that I got from running around as a kid. Absolutely. I mean, remember well, back in the day when you used to just do stuff? You know, you used to just try a somersault just because. You used to be like, oh, I see somebody cartwheeling. I'm going to try to do that. That feeling is lost as an adult. We just go to work. You go to school. You go to work. There's nothing else that happens. You get obsessed with relationships. You don't even recognize that the way to be able to see clearly in all of these ventures is to keep doing all of those, to keep just trying to somersault. Ultimately, that's all headstanding is. It's just somersaulting, but staying in one place for a beat of it. Part of the reason that I love being at home is that you can just be in your own body and just be in your own experience. Mm. But the problem with that is that you can't see your progress over time. And it's very helpful to take photographs of yourself, not just because you can see your progress, but because you can say, whoa, I'm way stronger than I thought that I was. I can do a lot of things. Because, I mean, I've been my whole life totally obsessed about so many different parts of my body, specifically my belly, because, you know, it's big, it's there, it is very, very present constantly. And it was incredible to see myself doing things that incorporated parts of my body that I totally never acknowledged, never acknowledged the strength of my legs or my arms or any of that, and be like, damn, I'm strong, my belly is there. It did not go away, it's still there. And I have to accept it as a part of myself. I have to accept it as something that is beautiful and powerful because it's a part of this picture too. Ultimately, I think there's a lot of positives because if you can see yourself and really, really see yourself in a way that the media does not want you to see yourself, they don't want you to be happy. They don't want, nobody who sells anything wants you to be happy. They want you to be unsatisfied so that you'll buy stuff. That's all it is. And whenever you recognize that relationship, you just can't take anything seriously because ultimately it's just people trying to market to you. And if you can market to you and you can look within yourself and say, actually, i know way more than all these assholes. Like, I actually know myself. I know what I need. I know what I want. Then 
that is so much more powerful, but you, you have to get there. And I, I think the photography is part of that. So show your picture. Two things. Two oh, things. Right. <laughs> First of all, I love you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> second of all, like, like, wow. Like, I'd take that as you love me you too. Um, when I interviewed you about joining a yoga class mm -hmm. and I asked you about all these questions that were my concerns and so I said uh, what if I what if I fart oh. and you said oh you're gonna fart and you're gonna pee and you might shit yourself I'm so what? glad that this came up oh I'm so glad that this what? came and up like, and I was like but what if what if I'm the fattest one then you were like yeah you might be the fattest you one might. then you might what and then they said but what if they look at me they're like well look at you I was like oh, oh no but because you said all those things it was like And you said something that was so, which which sounds stupid now, but at that point I thought this is going to make me do yoga. It didn't, but at the moment I really, I really felt it, <laughs> and I think that counts as well. The intention. Um, it but does. you said Absolutely. you said that's why we have to do it. You have like if we can be. I'm paraphrasing, but because you're going to be the fairest one there, like that's Absolutely. it's a reason to be there. It is the most important thing that you can do because and you're I changing. I felt that all of, up until now when I finally did it. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, this is okay. So, real quick, just about the urination shitting yourself thing. So, um, the, so just the other day, I taught a workshop at um, Hot Yoga Society. I don't know if you, any of you guys were there, but it was such an awesome experience. It's a really, really beautiful class. And about we were toward, we were in the hip opening section, and I was like, I have to pee so bad. I've never had to pee this bad in my life. And I was thinking, like, oh my god, can I go to the bathroom? What's going on? Should I? Do I have time during the meditation? Can I go? And then I was like, I mean, I'm trying to meditate too. I, I don't have time to go to the bathroom and so I peed myself in that class <laughs> literally and the thing about it is there was this like really hot model guy right in the front row and I thought I wonder if he noticed that I peed myself and then right afterwards he came up to me he's like hugging me and I was like he wouldn't be hugging me if I if he knew I peed myself. and he was just like, like oh my god this was so great I loved it blah blah and I was just like I pee myself. I mean, I literally had to put, I had to put the towel down on the mat because there was a pool of liquid around me. And, and I if was you're just listening, like, hot model guy, yes. who Googles Jessamine. And, oh uh, yeah, what's does, up? Uh, I'm Jessamine, and to everything he I peed does. right in front of you. You know, maybe, maybe this is our moment. You never know. But I, but the thing is, though, I mean. I've had a lot of really embarrassing moments in yoga classes and I have witnessed a lot of em embarrassing moments in yoga class and realized that there is no such thing as embarrassing because ultimately we're all just having a human experience. Like when people say the farting thing comes up all the time, everybody's like, what if I fart? Are you not supposed to fart? Like, are you all of a sudden inhuman? I don't understand. It's like, like if you bend around, like your body is literally meant to meant to emit gases, and then if you bend in certain ways, it will emit even more gases. So if you fart, it's actually kind of a good thing in a lot of ways because you're getting the you're getting it out of your See, body. I don't do scatology at all. I have no bodily functions that What? I admit to. No, I'm a feminist, but I have no bodily functions. <laughs> I, you're an android. Don't, I don't no, worry. I just This don't. I can't. Go there I think again it, I think it's being raised in Australia where there was a lot of scatological humor and I just withdrew from that so I can't even say those words interesting I know no I can't can like what ooh. scatological yeah I can say a long word that what means is that. that I had never oh, even that? heard yeah. that word before no, really neither. it's like anything to do with the bathroom like that's <laughs> oh, no, I'm, I'm, I've got it I'm just like I'm I like that to. seems even more complicated I'm just like wow it sounds know. like scaffolding a bit It's understandable. I mean, it's really shrouded in shame, especially for women. It's it comes in. I was actually just reading I'm this happy article. To keep that shame though. Can you I are. give up something else for feminism? Guilty the, feminist. The, yeah, yes. I, yeah, I'm very happy to. Just I will not fart deal twice with it. as much because you said that. 
I think that I'm like I'm I'm on my period right now. I feel like I I, I want to say this now because it's it's important. Everybody should be comfortable with these things, and and I feel like now I should just be free bleeding as a, in a response to you because there's so many different things that are made socially unacceptable by men because they are not comfortable with the female body. They are they believe that we are too powerful, and honestly, they want for us to have this feeling about it where it's like you know you can't talk about peeing, shitting, whatever. I mean, like I spent my whole life even just like it's only been within the last two years that I've stopped saying number two because it's like you make it they make it so that it's not an okay thing that men can make fart jokes shit jokes pee yourself jokes masturbation jokes all day long and a woman does the same thing and it's just not appropriate you know uh, and yeah. it's like why I is don't that? find it appropriate when anyone does it I don't want yeah. it. I don't want, I'm not interested in it at all so I, just, men, I feel no. like I'm just like rubbing a rough spot right now and I'm into it like, yes this is this is what rubbing the, this a rough is spot I am into. Rubbing yeah. a rough spot I'm fine with. I can do any kind of sex stuff. Uh, sex but stuff. but <laughs> when you, well, the way you did that with your fingers was rubbing a rough spot. It was no, it very was, right? clear. It was, it was yeah, it was exactly. I think we should all take the streets and we will just fart and bleed all over the place in a demonstration. I'm right with menstruation. I can talk about periods yeah. in pr- in fairly formal language. Um, <laughs> I, Oh my god! Can you all just promise to show up at the period episode? Because that is going to be hilarious. We are going to do a period episode. We we've been sponsored very happily. I found I went on. Jasmine's website to stalk her. Uh, you know, whatever, download a screensaver, whatever. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I needed yoga pants. Because uh, what you do when you're about to do yoga is you procrastinate a lot because you don't want to realize that you have to do the, the upwards giraffe. And, uh, <laughs> and I found this brand, and I can't pronounce it. You have to pronounce it. It's lineage wear. Lineage, lineage <laughs> wear. Uh, who makes these, like, uh, people in the audience are lucky enough, you can see them. We'll, uh, we'll put something on Twitter or Instagram. In, we've, we've already put everything on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> we um, have done that, by yeah. we, so I mean Sophie. They like, have, like, amazing colors everywhere, and they're just so comfortable and so tight. And I met up, I went to New York, and I met up with the, the woman who runs the company, and she's amazing. You she's know her really a really cool bit. person. Yeah, Katie, Katie Pippen, if you're listening to this, she's she's a dope human being, for And real. it's lineageware.com, and Lineage they're just wear. amazing. And we want to yeah. give one out. Uh, so, but, but you have to say if you're a size extra large. This is a <laughs> hell this yeah. Is a Own challenge. your size. Own the size, dude. Don't be. I think, but also, I think mine's yeah. they are. I got large and they are. They look tiny. I haven't put mine on yeah. yet, but they look like that. I think they stretch to fit anyone, to be honest. Because they're they, meant to fit really tight. They're like all the way yeah, up. Yeah, they go all yeah. the way up, dude. So they're awesome. Like, I'm wearing them now, still. Like if you're so at home, what the women here have responded to, almost <laughs> like a group <laughs> orgasm. <It's> my <laughs> Right up. <laughs> went right up onto the breast but because we've all been yeah. in an exercise class and felt that the low rise is not our friend. <laughs> yeah, not just the pants on me. Oh, sorry. Like, they the were very excited me. about seeing Sophie Hagen in effectively long johns. Who would, who would like these? Anyone would like these? Yes, there's a lady there that would like them. There's a lady there. So let's have these two women both go into downward facing giraffe. Hey. And the, the one that gentleman can choose. I think you were the first one to... What's your name? 
Lily. Well, while while Lily is <laughs> while Lily is getting her pants, can I please just endorse anyone else purchasing Sorry, from Lineage Wear? I've known Katie Pippen for quite some time, and she was one of the first people that I encountered that owned a yoga business that actually cared about fat body people and actually cared about making something that would work really consistently. And and these pants are, you know, on the more expensive end, but then that being said, it's totally worth it because she used to design for Broadway musicals and has a very clear understanding of how you need to be able to move your body all the time and that the pants have to be able to survive multiple washings, which, again, if you buy clothing for large bodies, that does not happen. So it's it's definitely worth the investment. If you And there are lots of really fun prints as Can well. Can I just so say today, because normally at Tri Yoga there's no mirrors, and today I, we were in a dance studio and I was in downward facing dog. And so I was looking at myself through my legs and I realized that my yoga pants were see-through. And I was like, oh my God. And they were really expensive as well. I bought them a Tri Yoga. They're black. And I realized I could see my knickers underneath. And Jessen was like, don't worry. Everyone else in the class hasn't noticed. They're thinking about themselves and like Absolutely. maybe their yoga pants are see-through too. And I'm like, they aren't. I, I am not just thinking about myself in yoga. I'm always looking at other people, what they're wearing, how they're posing, where did they get that. Like they, think that, they think that their pants are see-through. They think that you're looking at their ass. Like ultimately, you need to be able to feel your body. And especially as a fat-bodied woman, I have never in my life been told to feel my body or to even like be okay with occupying space. And it is powerful to be in a space and say, I don't care what I smell like. I don't care what this looks like. I don't care what's going on. I'm just going to do it. All of these things are fully based in the patriarchy. Like it is a revolutionary idea to just be okay with whatever is happening, regardless of what you're wearing, regardless of who else is in the room. It doesn't matter. That is powerful. You can, I mean, you start your own revolution with that. It's, it's more than just, it's more than the poses, you know? I feel like I'm in Les Miserables. And we're That's, about to you are storm kind of, the you know, citadel oh yeah, yeah. of patriarchy. Totally, totally. That's yeah. I kind of am living in like feminist lateness, honestly, because like <laughs> I feel like that's where we need to be with this. I mean, we've had people like Gloria Steinem set the peak, and then now where are we going to go from here? What we need to do is you have to reclaim the body, and part of reclaiming the body is desexualizing it, and part of desexualizing it is showing it, and not saying that there are things that I should be covering up. You know, fuck that, man. Yeah. Like there are so many people who are just hidden underneath that and you never know who you could be inspiring just by wearing your see-through pants you never know <laughs> literally uh, if you when the breath of a giraffe does anyone have a question we have time for like one yeah I do circuit training and boxing, and actually I started doing YouTube yoga after your interview in Standard Issue magazine. <laughs> yes, so stalking you. <laughs> now stalking you. Um, and one of the things I really like about doing circuit training in a class, because I can't do gym stuff on my own, is basically you've got permission to essentially make the, make noise like you're giving birth, because it really fucking hurts. Yeah. But with yoga, I'm really scared about going to a class in case I'm too noisy. So what's etiquette around noise in yoga? I'm gonna tell you, this is the sound that I make so often in yoga, even just like moving up from child's pose. Uh, and this is the thing about it that is the sound that your body is making so make it it's like i just need to do this i need to get it out of my body and so i'm not gonna lie to you there are classes that you will go to probably on this block if there's a yoga studio you go there and you make sounds and people are gonna be looking at you like and that's really awkward for them because they have all this stuff clogged up inside of their bodies that they're not getting rid of you out here having a good time you know like why <laughs> Why must we be a part of the problem? You know what I mean? It's like, I think that 
like my answer would be that if someone else came up here, they would say there's a whole list of rules, a whole like you shouldn't be doing this, you shouldn't be doing that. But honestly, there are no rules. Be comfortable with yourself. Just do it. Let it happen. I had that the other day at Pilates that uh, I said there was a terrible thing. We were doing a floating cat. And I just went, fucking hell. <laughs> and I much louder than I thought I, I did it. And then and the teacher, everyone laughed. And the teacher <laughs> went, I think you speak for the whole class. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, uh, do you have you. anything? You're going back to America. Do you have any oh. where people can follow you? Where, oh, where do you live? I'm so. on like I'm <laughs> so overexposed. I'm on like every single social media outlet. So I just told you to you get a vlog. Up, so hey. I was like, do yeah, more. That's she wants me to do more. more. Oh lord. Um, I mean, if you. Feed. If you want to take classes with me, I have classes on Kodi app, which you can get to at KodiApp.com. If you want to find me in general, I'm at JessamineStanley.com. I'm always on Snapchat because ultimately I have been very open with them about this. I'm kind of over Instagram because I feel like it's pro it provides a very limited side of what a yoga practice actually is. I think that yoga is so much more than asana. It's so much more than uh, just this you know pose to pose to pose. And um, if you want to see what my life is actually like, you can find me on Snapchat. Um, my name is Jessamine on there as well. And um, um, yeah, I guess that's it. I guess if I could say anything else just really quick because we're wrapping up. If you have any feelings about exercise where you're like, I don't know if I could do this. I don't know if I could go do that. Just do it because your body wants you to. If you have that feeling, do it. It doesn't matter if you're like a size 47. It doesn't matter if you're a size four. Just go do it because you need to be active. That's a huge part of your overall happiness as a human being. It is one of the most important things that you can do for yourself. And it doesn't have anything to do with weight loss. It doesn't have shit to do with the media. It's just about you being happy on a day-to-day -day basis. It's not about weight loss. Be happy. I'm going to start. I'm going to stop, like, <laughs> standing on the mountaintop. I'm going to stop. Yeah. I am so in love. Do you have anything you want to plug? <laughs> Like, I'm doing a tour. Uh, Deborah Francis White rolls the dice based on my Radio 4 show. Uh, so I might be coming to a town near you. Uh, look out for that on DebraFrancisWhite.com. I am doing my show called Bubba Rap at the Soho Theatre on the 6th and 7th of May because uh, I'm still milking that cow. <laughs> so it was the last time you were doing it. It was. It, it's been the last time a few times. And now it's definitely the last time, apart from one date in Norway, but we don't want to talk about that. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to come to that, that would be awesome. We are doing... Uh, two dates in at the Melbourne Comedy Festival in April. Is it the 16th? I the 17th and 18th. The last two days of the Melbourne Comedy Festival. Yes. We will be in Copenhagen. We put up an extra show on the 22nd of May, a four o'clock show where we will get Andreas Dorgobrock and Sandy Vest. You, you know the ones. <laughs> two very cool big Danish fans, feminists. They're awesome. It's going to be incredible. So we're going to put up an extra show because the late show was sold out. That's not even a humble brag. That's just a brag. Uh, <laughs> and we'll be at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival on the 15th to the 17th of August and then the 22nd to the 24th of August uh, you can all these details of where we are and where we will be we'll do more dates in June and July as well uh, you can go to our Facebook group which is called the Guilty Feminist Podcast uh, you can go to our Twitter which is Guilt Fem Part we're now on Instagram <laughs> sorry Jasmine yeah. uh, where we're called yeah, the Guilty Feminist uh, <laughs> just posting a lot of memes it's very fun uh, and pictures of, of Deborah and upward giraffe dolphin <laughs> and <laughs> Uh, and please go to iTunes and give us a nice five-star rating. Lots of you are already doing that. That's amazing. Thank you so I don't much think for we that. We need to tell them that they need to give a five-star rating. Just give the rating you think we deserve. <laughs> five stars. Uh, five stars.
Five no, stars. give us a five star rating. Sure. Uh, sure, sure. Or go to guiltyfeminist.com. And Jessamine, very <laughs> quickly. So we like to give all of our guests a piece of suffragette jewelry. So this is from, uh, uh, this, is, this is Wardian, and the, the colors the suffragettes wore were green, purple, and white. Yes. Um, so they, they could identify each other in drawing rooms. So I've got some jewelry, and if you would like to choose a piece of jewelry, we didn't know what you'd like. And I also wanted to ask you while you're choosing those, I is your, are your parents like amazed that you like you were saying you were a fat kid? Yeah. Are your parents amazed that you are a like a gymnast now? I'm sure that like my childhood athlete? dance teacher is like this cannot possibly be happening because <laughs> I was like the fattest kid. I mean, I was like the kid who could not do anything. My I was I would pray to have a sprained ankle to not have to do field days. So my parents are deeply weirded out by everything that's happening to me. And my my father actually was a bodybuilder when I was a kid, and so um he is not as weirded out by the fact that I'm interested in athletics, but they definitely, well. Is he excited you're on Instagram? No. <laughs> no. Are you excited? My dad is not going to listen to this, first of all, and he's not going to hear this. He you don't um, knows that. It's a very uh, popular podcast. Watch. Now, now we're going to get to this part. No, but I mean, like, he's not. My dad doesn't even really believe in the internet. I think he thinks it's a fad. But, like, he, he doesn't. Uh, I think that. Both of them would kind of rather that I was like, wow, they're going to be so offended by this, that I was pregnant and like, you know, enjoying my life as a graduate student. Uh, I think that I probably was. We're super happy you're not pregnant. And then yeah. you're here with us tonight. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Jackson Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> you have been listening to the Guilty Feminist with me, you ever done naked yoga, Jessamine? Oh, I do naked yoga all the time in my house. You mean like in front of other people? Yeah, there's a class in London, naked yoga. You do it in, oh. a, in dim light in a horseshoe. I was like, do you mean like with my girlfriend? Yes. Do you? Oh, but like around other people? No, it wasn't no. code. It wasn't but I totally <laughs> would. <laughs> It was a proposition. Are you yes. interested in some <laughs> naked yoga? I, so, this is the thing. so it's like, I know that we need to go to the... This anyway. has been the Guilty Feminist. <laughs> I, uh, I know we need to go to the Q&A, but... Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com.